We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. And well, we made it. It's week one. Packers and Saints will be playing their first game of the regular season. Just a few hours after you listen to this podcast, and we're going to preview all of it for you, get you guys ready for that first game down in balmy Jacksonville for the Packers and Saints. My name is Mike Wellen, and I'm joined as always by Gage Bridgeford, and new to our little trio this season is Mark Eckel. And Mark, uh, welcome to the Sunday crew, we're glad to have you, and your wealth of experience to help us preview Packers games all season long. Thanks guys, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to join you, thanks for picking me up on waivers from the Saturday crew to cut me. Um, I'm kidding. I was at this. We 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 trade. Mike and I traded spots. I guess. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It just luckily we have we have so Matt many great I, podcasters to move around. Matthew and I traded spots. Right? Yes, it was, it was you and Matt. Matt's moving over. Right. Either way, it's great that we have so many great colleagues around us that we can still have so many moving parts and still get you guys great Packer content every single day throughout the year. And as we get set for the Packers and Saints Week One matchup, there's a lot of different factors in this one. The first one to kind of just touch on a little bit will be the injury report. There's not a ton for the Packers. The two big ones will be the Darius Smith, obviously the very big one, but Tyler Lancaster, whether he even suits up, even if he's healthy or not, because Vernon Scott's ruled out, the Darius Smith is listed as questionable. For the Saints, they have lost starting corner Ken Crawley and receiver Trey Quan Smith. James Hurst is questionable. So the Saints secondary is really going to be tested a lot with this injury report. So Gage, what are your thoughts on the health of these two teams and how that's going to affect affect this afternoon? I think, honestly, these two teams, yeah, they're dealing with injuries, like the Saints especially, but they're two of the healthier teams so far this preseason. Obviously, we have Baltimore, who has lost three starting running backs in two weeks. Just, I feel like there's a lot of teams that are dealing with injuries around the league, and Green Bay, outside of Zedarius, who's dealing with a nagging injury, haven't really lost anybody for the season so far, and that's 
that's a really good thing. You have there's not really any IR injuries, any torn ACLs. The only reason David Bakhtiari is not playing is because they want to make sure that he's healthy for the games that really matter in a few months. So, so I think Green Bay being relatively healthy at this stage is great because I mean it's a long season and you gotta nurse your guys for the games that matter in January and February, uh, which we know is coming at the end of the year here. So. I think the Bradley Roby thing, to see how quick he gets up to speed, because if I remember right, this is the second year in a row Green Bay is playing a team that traded for a guy like the day or two before the game, and it'll be interesting to see how much work he gets. So Bradley Roby is their CB2 there next to Marshawn. So I don't know how much work he's really going to get over there because he's not he's not going to be up to full game speed yet. They're, they're not just going to throw him out there for 100% of the snaps, I doubt, unless they're just going to say, hey, run man coverage for – 60 minutes. I don't think he can play, Kenny. I don't think they've announced the trade yet. Well, no, I, I, don't, I think doesn't I, when a guy gets traded now because of the protocols, I think he has to sit a week. I'm but not I, sure, right? I, I could be I, wrong. But. I'm I'm checking. Because, but I thought the thing sure was it, oh, well, I mean, if he can't play, then yeah, I think that whoever they're trotting out at corner is going to get just straight toasted because I, they're, I'm sorry, you're, Marshawn Lattimore is not as good as Devontae Adams. He has his best games against Mike Evans, and for whatever reason, no one else. He's super inconsistent otherwise. So I think that Green Bay has a huge advantage there, and if the offensive line can hold up, Green, Green Bay is going to just throw the ball all, all over the yard. Aaron Rodgers might have a career day against a team on the road. Yeah, looking at I'm looking at their depth chart on their own website. They don't Roby is not listed anywhere. They have six safeties. Uh, Ken Crawley is their starting left corner. He's out. His backup is Desmond Trufant, who they just brought in. And their other backup corner is Paulson Edibo, who opted out last year when he would have been a rookie. So he has not played an NFL game yet. Uh, they may have to put C.J. Gardner-Johnson in that corner. Well, okay, well, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson can play slot corner, so and that's probably what he'll do. I just checked it out. Bradley Roby can't play, but it has nothing to do with COVID stuff. Oh. This is the final game of a six-game oh, suspension. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I just did a quick check. So he, I know yeah, he wasn't so playing for some yeah. reason. Okay. Yeah, this is the final game of his six-game suspension from last year, it looks like. So he's got kind of the Will Fuller deal of, hey, you're out for six games, and we gave you five of them last year. So, yeah, Bradley Roby out. So it's going to be, yeah, Paulson Adebo, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Marshall Lattimore. And, yeah, Des Trufant. So, I don't know about you guys. I really like that matchup for Green Bay. Well, the key is going to be given Ro- – if Rodgers has time, the game's over, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the Packers' offensive line, which I'm a little concerned. I mean, I know these guys have looked good, the rookies, but you're starting – you know, when it's for real, it gets a little different. than I know Newman and Myers both played very well when they played in, in, in preseason, and they looked good in practice and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's for real now. And it's going to be. T- I, I'm, I'm a little. I'm. St- I know. I'm just a little nervous about two rookies starting next to each other on the offensive line. There's so, one. There's a couple of main reasons why I'm not quite as nervous as you. Yeah. I understand it, but the couple, two main reasons why. One, Sheldon Rankins is with the Jets, and two, David Onyemata is suspended. Right. The Saints. You're right. The Saints. So now the Saints water. are starting Christian Ringo and Malcolm Roach. At maybe not as worried as I was. Yeah, on the inside. Obviously, you just still got Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport on the outside, and I'm sure they'll run some stunts and games and stuff and try and get them matchups with those younger guys and those rookies inside. But they're like they're primarily rushing off the edge, and I have a lot more faith in Elton and Billy Turner to be able to handle those guys while the rookies try and deal with these guys who nothing against Ringo and Roach, they're not Anyamata and Rankins. So that's the only reason I'm not as concerned as you are in terms of the pass rush. But 
That's not to take away anything. I still think that they can get some pressure on Rodgers, but it's just I'm not quite as worried about it. And that's where one factor comes in for the Packers that will help them out as well. With the secondary banged up, they may not have to run all their receivers out. So you can leave in Mercedes Lewis to chip on Cam Jordan instead of and, and trust your rookies to handle Packer legend Christian Ringo. <laughs> and Montrevis Adams, another Packer legend I, out there. There's rumors that he may have gotten cut before, but yeah. He's number 52, which is an interesting number for a defensive tackle. It isn't. Although now you, anybody can be anything now, right? Yeah, but 52 is still weird for a defensive tackle. Like, a defensive tackle that's like 8, 9, 7, I kind of like that. 52 just looks weird on a D-tackle. That's the number I want to see on, like, an offensive right. lineman or like an, ed- or like an edge or a linebacker. I don't right. looks weird on a defensive tackle. That would have been a great number for a Vince Wilford type guy, just a massive human wearing 52. <laughs> it would be so goofy. But, yeah, like, I think Green Bay's got the injury advantage in this one, and I think they have – the big matchup advantage at wide receiver slash, like, Saints corners because there's Marshawn on Devontae. I like that in Green Bay's favor. And there's no one on this Saints secondary that I think can run stride for stride with MBS, who I think MBS is going to have a big day. I, honestly, I think MBS is going to have a big year. I'm buying, I'm drinking all the Kool-Aid that Green Bay has been putting out. I don't know if they're just trying to, like, get somebody to trade for him or what, but I am all in on the MBS train of him having a humongous year. Yeah, let's talk about the receiver matchups on both teams for a second. You talk, you talk about MBS. I think another good big, big game could be for Lazard. He was big against them last year. He absolutely carved up the Saints. And the Saints are without Traquan Smith. And so he, that's their number one. So they're starting Marquez Calloway and Ty Montgomery. Wow. How many yeah, ex-Packers are on the Saints? Way too many. Tra- I, I, yeah. I see at least four on the depth chart. And they, they got Holman on the practice Hill. squad, right? Isn't, isn't, didn't, they put, didn't they sign um, Kadar Holman to the practice squad last week? Yes, they have Kadar Holman on the practice squad. Yeah. You got Ringo, Adams, Taysom Hill, Ty Montgomery. All right, good. And you, you got, uh, and you got what's his name, uh, Ryan Ramchek, from, who went to Wisconsin. And, and everybody's still mad is not a Packer, which, I mean, is <laughs> fair. Fair, honestly. I mean, to be fair, I, I wouldn't mind because he was a great interview. He's a, he's a really – cool guy yeah I mean offensive linemen generally are like that like I I've never I've never seen a big offensive lineman that's good that's been a bad interview they're always generally just fun guys to interview I'm sure there are some don't get me wrong I'm sure there are some but guys like uh Thomas who is the who is the guy for the Browns forever I'm drawing like Joe Joe Thomas Ryan Ramchick uh Quentin Nelson for the Colts he David Bakhtiari Bakhtiari, uh, yeah Bakhtiari obviously there's just all these guys all interview really well and they're just all fun dudes to interview and be around so and plus Ryan Ramchick was also picked right before Kevin King went off the board so that doesn't help either but yeah I mean I I could I could I'll I'll 100% agree with you on that I covered football for there I covered Philadelphia the Eagles for 30 some years and yeah the, the overall like there's one or two that aren't very good obviously but for the most part I I, I spoke to offensive linemen I interviewed offensive linemen way more than I did skill players because they were just better they just gave better quotes and they talked about the other players I mean they, they gave me better quotes about Donovan McNabb than McNabb would himself you know what I'm saying so uh, yeah offensive linemen in general yeah they're I don't whatever I don't I never understood why they were but but they are and they they were they are they still, they probably always will be Maybe because they just think about the game more. Yeah, they're, they're extremely smart guys, especially centers. Like Jeff Saturday was always a great one here in, uh, here in Indy, where I, where I live at. Their centers are super smart. They have to know everything that the quarterback knows to just a slightly lesser extent. They have to know everything that's going on in the field, as the quarterback does, but just slightly less. So they're just as, they're just as smart. They just don't get talked about as much because 
they don't put up catches, receptions, touchdowns. They get, they get. Hey, you had a good block today. That's what you, you know. And that's, that's probably part of why the interviews are are so good. Yeah, that's probably part of it is because they don't get talked to as often. So they they look forward. Like whereas a quarterback is kind of like, uh, you know, I got to do another interview or the star running back, I got to do another. The the guard and the and the center, they're they're kind of happy when you come up to them and want to ask them something. And that goes, and that goes back to Jerry Kramer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, We're let's getting, not get let's not let's get, get too off track. For those of you that are betting folks out there, I got the, the lineup here. It's Green Bay is currently favored, minus 3.5. Uh, total set at 49.5. That's pretty much where it stayed since it opened. It's, I think Green Bay opened as minus 3, so it's only, and it got up to minus 4 at one point. But right now it's hovering right around minus 3.5. 49.5, I'm pretty sure that's been pretty close to where it stayed the whole time. It hasn't moved a ton. I don't know about you guys. That's that's easy. Green Bay and the over for me. Like yeah, I, absolutely. I think Green. I think that James is able to sling the ball a little bit to get some points on the board, and I think that Green Bay is also going to be able to move the ball nearly at will against this Saints secondary. And so if I'm taking, so if I got Green Bay minus three and a half and the over, that's that's all day. How high would you go on? Taking Green Bay to cover. I think they cover eight. You think you, eight? I think they win by two scores. That's 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 big that's right there. <laughs> Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers-Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit TickPick.com slash Packaday today and use promo code Packaday to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't know if I go that. I mean, they could. I mean, I've seen a lot of predictions where people are picking the Packers to, to blow them out. I first game, the first week of the season, it's kind of so you don't know because preseason has become so unimportant to teams that this is still like a preseason game because they haven't played together. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't take a snap again in preseason, um, as did most. But they. they they, they sat like 30-something players in all three preseason games. And uh, I don't think the Saints played – well, the Saints did play their quarterbacks because they had a quarterback competition going on. Um, but, I mean, it's become so where – I think the first couple games of the season now are going to be tough to predict because you you just don't know what teams – even the better teams, like Tampa Bay did not play well the other night. They come away with a win. But, I mean, Dallas, I thought, out, outplayed them for, for the most part. I mean, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a little – I, I think this game's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think the Packers covered a three and a half, but I wouldn't go too much more. I think it'll be close for most of. I think I think Jameis will turn into Jameis at one point in the fourth quarter, and Green Bay will get a score late to kind maybe of ice it. Score maybe, yeah, maybe even a pick six. I'm, I'm calling it a Kevin King interception. I'm not. Maybe not a pick six. I'm calling it a King interception. That would be nice for his confidence, if nothing else. Because uh, Jameis, if if they fall, if they're behind by by three or or seven in the fourth quarter, Jameis gonna have to sling it, and he's got the arm, but he he tends to overthrow. And oh he, yeah, he, may he does get one. a little. He does get a little overzealous at times. So we'll put it that way. If you're the Saints, don't you have to because of everything we just talked about with their defensive backfield being a mess right now. Their offense, don't they have to play more ball control and just try to run the ball, keep keep Aaron Rodgers off the field? Isn't that what well, you think yeah. that's going to be their, be their game plan? Try to just like run, run, run Alvin Kamara at you all, all, all day and see what happens? You'd think, but he's also a guy who's better in space. He's, a, he's one of the three best running backs in the game, don't get me wrong. But this is where I was surprised when they cut Murray. Because he would have been yeah. vital. Well, the, but that anyway. was that was a money thing. That's all that came down to. Like they they asked him to take a pay cut, and he told them no. And but so they're like, well, well, why, fine, did they they that, why did they do that earlier? Why wait for week one? Did it have to do with the Bradley Roby thing? Because then they do the Bradley mm-hmm. Roby trade right after that. So maybe it came down they to they money, wanted yeah. they wanted to, but they couldn't. By the way, speaking of uh, Alvin Kamara and working in space, I, I was just curious because I remember Alvin Kamara had a particularly good game against Green Bay last year. Yeah, I know because I know because I had him in fantasy in a, <laughs> in a few different places. Thirteen catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. He had six ru- He had six carries for 58 yards. He he literally, as you said, Mike, they are still trying to tackle him. That was a game that they played without Michael Thomas. And nobody else on the Saints had more than 56 receiving yards. Granted, was also on the fast track of the Superdome. Yeah, and yeah, and this is in Jacksonville. It'll be a lot hotter, a lot thicker. Yeah, this is going to be a muggy. It's going to be a muggy day. It's not going to be a game where running backs might not get 20 carries just because because of the heat. That, and that's that's okay. That's okay. That's why I said the Green Bay has Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and then Kylan Hill, who has looked. I know, I know, Marcus just preseason, but no, Kylan Hill looks great. He's, he's looked. That's your third guy. Yeah, it's pretty good third guy. Yeah, I don't think all three bring something different. I'm not. It's it's kind of like 
um, we were talking be- before we came on, we were doing a little history. This is very similar, maybe even, I don't want to say better, but as good as when the Packers had the three-headed running backs of Amon Green, Najee Davenport, Tony Fisher back in the early 2000s. Yeah, that, 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 you, you got your all-around back, you got your power back, you got your you got your third down guy. Yeah. And it's very, even, very simple. It's, and it's very, but they're also, they're different in their own way. Like, A.J. Dillon as your power guy, A.J. Yeah. Dillon is also fast. Like yeah, he's bad. Like Davenport went slow. Davenport went slow. Now I mean, he wasn't a great kickoff return guy, like you, like you mentioned. But he once he got them legs moving, he could he could move on. But Dylan, no, Dylan's better. Than Dylan gets up to speed a lot quicker, yeah. though. No, that's, no, Dylan's that's better than Davenport. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I just I, I was curious real quick. Oh man, I was going to see if I could find Najee Davenport's uh, forty time because I don't think that guy's very fast. No, he was a fullback in college. Okay, exactly. Well, he got it going. He was. I'm just saying he wasn't. He ran faster than he timed. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah, field speed more than track more yeah. than track speed. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. But yeah, he yeah, he, so, he bulked up Miami because he had the block for Edron James and Clinton right. Portis and the, so and this Frank Gore. This Green Bay team. How does Green Bay like? Do they just abandon the run? Because that the the strength of this Saints team on defense is up front. Do they just kind of do what the Bucks and Cowboys did the other night and just sling the pill all around the yard because they have the a big advantage there. Like they might be able to run the ball a little more effectively than like Dallas did against that really good Tampa front. But th- why would you run the ball when you can just throw it all over? I'd I'd run it at him. I mean, you look at yes, Davenport and Jordan are good defensive ends, and Jordan's a great run defender. But I will. But and outside Demario Davis, I still have some questions on their linebacking court. Quan Alexander, how healthy is he? What's he going to do? Caden Ellis, I don't know enough about. I think they can be run on and in a warm game like this where it's where time possession could really factor into fatigue and how this game could play out I think using Jones and Dylan a lot could help especially and like Mark said earlier without getting all those preseason snaps quarterback and receiver tight ends on the same page line on the same page with the passing game it's tell if you tell Royce Newman and Josh Myers just go bulldoze Christian Ringo and you'll have a hole in the middle of the field I take it. Yeah, I say throw to throw to score and then run to win. You know, get throw to take get the lead by throwing the ball, and then when you if you're up whatever you know fourteen three with ten you know whatever it is, then you want to pound away at them and, and and put the game away. See, I'm I, that's where I kind of fall into the new school mantra of like don't take your foot off the gas. I I've seen this Packers team too many times and like. I'm younger, obviously. I haven't I haven't watched nearly as much football as either one of you guys, but you like I've seen the Green Bay team take their foot off the gas and either get beat or get really close to getting beat because they started running the ball late in the game. Whereas when Rodgers is hot, let let the man cook. Like there's the whole let Russ cook narrative in Seattle, but let Rodgers cook when he's on and when he's on with his guys. There's there's not there's no one stopping him. There's because he can find MBS down the field for a deep ball. He can divine, find Devontae against any corner in the league. Doesn't matter if it's Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Jair Alexander, whoever. Devontae is getting open. Lazard has the ability to do all of the dirty work stuff. All of that other stuff that no one else can do, that's what Lazard can do. Randall Cobb, I don't think there's going to be any like chemistry issues there. I think that Cobb and Rodgers are going to see the field the same way every single play, and they're you're never going to have that random, okay, what, what what did you see on that play that I didn't see? Why did you run the wrong route? It's always going to be Cobb sees, or Roger sees the slant, Cobb sees the slant. I think that that's why I was saying that I think Green Bay can cover easily and can put up a lot of points, and I think that's one of those, since Rodgers and the pass catchers didn't get a lot of 
touches in the preseason. Let these guys get some work now. Like, let them get work and get rolling now early in the year rather than later in the year. No, I, I'm listen. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying get the lead and then just run three dives into the middle of the field. I mean, middle of the line. But we said earlier, you know, Jones, Dylan Hill, or at least Jones and Dylan. We'll see how much Hill plays. Are pretty good running backs. I don't want to. Let's not. Let's not let them just be out there as decoys. I mean, Aaron Jones can can do some damage in, when he has the ball in his hands. AJ Dillon, I'm anxious to see the kind of damage he can do, especially on a hot, muggy day. Who wants to tackle that guy? Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying to, like, just abandon the run completely as okay. we saw on Thursday. I'm just more, if I see Green Bay go 60-40 pass, maybe 65-35 pass to run ratio, I'd be okay, okay with that. I'd be yeah, okay with good. Green Bay opening the offense up and making these corners who are already going to have a bad day make them have a worse day. Because then, when it's the fourth quarter, they're down by 14, and A.J. Dillon – comes at you off the edge, they're going to make business business decisions on the edge. They're, and he's going to be – he's going to have a lot of green grass in front of him. And, and here's one guy to keep an eye on maybe in the fourth quarter. Keep an eye on the tight ends, like those third and shorts, third and fives. Late in the game when they're trying to salt the clock away, Tunyon and DeGuar I think could both have some big plays in that fourth quarter. I, I mean, find a girl who loves you as much as Matt LaFleur loves Josiah DeGuara. I think he could have some big snaps in that fourth quarter if the Packers have a lead to try and stop things away. There's a lot. I mean, this Packer team, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator trying, trying to prepare for them because they can – I mean, they have the MVP of quarterback. They have, we, we just talked about the running backs. We mentioned wide receivers. Now you just you brought up the tight ends. I mean, that's a lot of people to have to try to defend and, and worry about. And you know, I know I know there's only one ball. That, you know, they can everybody's not going to get it tomorrow or to later today. But um, you know, during the course of the year, I mean, the, the Packer players who star against the Saints might do nothing against the Lions next week, and three more guys might. Be. It's, it's, it's that kind of offense where you don't know week to week who's who's going to hurt you. Like you're going to every coordinator will will plan to do something. All right. We're not going to let Aaron Jones beat us today. Okay, fine. So Jones isn't going to have isn't going to have a big game. But then Adams is going to kill you. MVS might kill you. The tight ends might kill you. Or you might have a defense that says, "All right, I'm going to take away the tight end." Okay, so Tugin and, and Dewar won't do much. But then Jones is going to run on you. Or it's going. It's just it's this is a very good offense. I mean, it's a very good team. I think mean, I've been saying all along this is the best team in the NFL. Does that mean they're going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know because things happen along the way. They were the best team in the NFL last year, and a couple of plays in the span of a minute, you know, kept them out of the Super Bowl. But you know, this is this team is loaded with talent for sure. And I guess one question before we make our final predictions for you guys: When the preseason was going, who were you looking to win that Saints QB battle? Just looking toward this matchup because Hill can move around. Winston is a pocket guy. The Saints have a good line, but they can be beaten. Who were you leaning toward winning that quarterback battle that would help the Packers the most defensively? Taysom Hill. Yeah. Simply put, Jameis Winston is a quarterback. Taysom Hill is a guy playing quarterback. It doesn't make him one. I said to a a buddy of mine this morning, Taysom Hill is the player that Tim Tebow truthers wanted Tim Tebow to be. He's He's a better athlete. He's got a better arm. He's just... He's he's better. He is what everybody. He is what that's true. He is what everybody that liked Tim Tebow wanted him to be, and he wasn't. Taysom Hill is a is a fun player. He's a fun story, but he's not a quarterback. So I wanted Taysom Hill to win it because I think he makes the Saints way more one dimensional versus Jameis. I think they can run a full offense, and I think Sean Payton's going to have a lot of fun. I think we're going to see 
when the Saints are actually healthy, I think you're going to see like late or early 2010 Saints style offense. I think they're going to air it out a lot. It's going to be a, like Slant Boy is going to be doing a little bit more in slants. Marquez Callaway, I think, can have a big year. So, yeah, I think that this Saints team – so if I'm answering your question, Mike, it was Taysom Hill because James Winston's a quarterback and Taysom Hill's not. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know draft status over years sometimes, you know, there's mistakes are made and there there are surprises. But there's a reason Winston was the number one overall pick in the draft and Hill wasn't drafted at all. I mean, it, you know, there's I, there, there's some pedigree there. Um yeah, Taysom Hill, he, he's not a quarterback. He's a gadget guy that can help your team. But if he's your starting quarterback, I don't, I don't think you're going to the playoffs. Um, and, and, I, and I'm with you both, 100%. Yeah, Because I, I remember last season, what was the biggest play of the game? A Taysom Hill fumble yep. with Drew Brees off the field. Great point. You realize how dumb that decision was? <laughs> like, can, we just, can we just talk about that for a second? That is the classic case of doing too much. Like, just... You 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 overthought it. You shot yourself in the foot because you tried to get cute with it, and that and that's all that was. That was Sean Payton saying, "Look how smart I am, and look what I can do." And then as soon as it happened, he's like, "Oh, that was not a good idea." And then what does he do the remainder of the year? He continued to put Taysom Hill on the field for some unknown reason. I mean, that, that sounds exactly like the game I broadcasted on Friday night for for a local high school, their opponent tried to fake punt inside their own 20 and 4th and 15 because they would, they would keep their offense out there because their quarterback was their punter, and he would have to do a read during the play whether he was going to punt it or go for it, and he got sacked. And so they ended up losing by 7. Wow. Again, as a high school coach, thinking he's too smart. Too. Yeah, and, and so no coach is immune, but yeah, I agree with you. Like it's, When you had Drew Brees, there's no reason to ever take the ball out of his hands. It was just just boneheaded, and I don't think Payton's going to do that with, with Winston this year, but I, I just well, want to curious, game, though. One game that, the one game I, I remember last year that he'll, he'll start it and play the entire game, and it turned out to be a very um, good game for the Packers, was Hill played against the, an awful Eagles team last year and lost. The Saints lost to the Eagles with Hill starting a quarterback, and that gave the Packers the edge on them. That, I mean, that, that wrapped up home field for, for the – I didn't wrap it up. That, that still had to win, but that, that gave the Packers um, not only the tiebreaker, but I think it put them a game ahead of the Saints on the way to, to securing the number one seat. Yeah, it's one of those – like, that's why I was saying Taysom Hill, like, against, er, er, against Atlanta, who had no run defense, Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback, that was great because you had to worry about Taysom Hill running just as much as you had to worry about Alvin Kamara running. But against a team like Philly that has a good run defense, and that's all they had last year because Philly couldn't stop the pass, that was one of those situations where it's like you're a high school baseball coach and you are looking at the team you're going against and, okay, this team's really bad against righties, so I'm going to throw my righty ace. Okay, this team's really bad against lefties, I'm going to throw my lefty ace. It would have made more sense for New Orleans to start Jameis against yep. Philly and chase them against oh, yeah. Atlanta just because it's like, well, play your matchups. Like, you got – I, I know who my matchup is here, and I know who's a good matchup and who's not. And But Sean Payton, stubborn as ever, is like, nope, Payton Hill can be good. No, he cannot. It's okay. It's it's okay, Sean. It's not the end of the world. It was like when they played Denver last year, and you have a tight end starting a quarterback for the Saints, a receiver starting a quarterback for the Broncos. That, no. We, we don't even need to – let's just get into predictions. We don't need to talk about that nonsense. <laughs> Mark, let's go to you first. Um, I got the Packers winning, but probably closer than, than the two of you. I think it's going to be like a – 28, 23, so they'll cover, by, it'll, but you're going to be sweating. 
and it'll also go over, but you're going to be sweating that a little bit too. It's not going to be like where you can cash in in the third quarter and, and, and go out and spend your money. But I do like, like I do like, I do agree with the Packers over, but by a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go 34-20. I think I think it'll be a seven point game, and the Packers will get a score late after a turnover to ice it in the fourth. And give the over. And they'll, hit, and they'll hit the over. That's that's all that matters. We all love overs. So I'm kind of I'm similar to you, Mike, but I'm kind of going the inverse. Instead of Green Bay getting the late score, I think it's the Saints get the late score. I got Green Bay 31, New Orleans 24. Covers my spread, gets me the over. That's all that matters. And I just I think that New Orleans gets a late score because Green Bay always gives up one. There's I I'm sure if I go back and look at like the Packers box scores from last year, they gave up a touch a touchdown in the fourth quarter like 70 like 70 plus percent of the time. Just cuz they always give up some fluky late touchdown and it's always going to happen. So I so I think it's 31-24. I think Green Bay has got a solid lead 31-17 and then the Saints score with like less than two minutes left. Go for the onside, fail. Green Bay kneels down three times. Ball game. Now who's going to kneel down? Is Jordan Love going to take that Tim Boyle spot? No, we're going to have Kylan Hill do it, so that way <laughs> there's no negative fantasy points for anybody important. I was going to say uh, Bohorquez will get out there. And... I don't know why it's always a quarterback. I think you should have a de- somebody should have a designated kneel down guy. But Randall Cobb. I know uh, Tim Tim Boyle obviously was the designated kneel down guy, but, but I think would, if they get would into victory, forward. If they get into victory formation, it'd probably be Jordan Love, if we're being honest here. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. We all, we all think it'll be a 1-0 weekend for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll wrap things up. Mark, where can people find you, and what what, what are you working on these days? Well, I'm with Packer Re- Report. Um, I'll have a story up not long after the game's over, my instant reactions, or whatever they call it, rapid reactions, instant, instant announcements. Uh, so that'll be up on Packer Report right after the game. And then I'll do I'll, I'll do a story Thursday where I kind of look back at something that relates to this week's. Matter of fact, I have a story up, up now looking back at the most memorable uh, Packers season openers. And you can find me on Twitter at Mark Eckel zero eight. Sure. And Gage, what about you? You can find me on Twitter as always at G Bridgeford NFL. Uh, I'm doing work with Roto Baller, Dynasty Nerds, and Denver Stiffs, which that is kind of taking a backseat until the season gets started there for the Denver Nuggets. But otherwise. Roto Baller, I have stuff coming out every Thursday. I'm working more on the news desk this year, covering Rams and Seahawks stuff, so not super important Packer-wise. Dynasty Nerds, I'm doing my weekly running back start sit column as well as my rankings uh, over there. All of my stuff you can find on Twitter every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, all season long, all 17 weeks. I will. I'm going to be doing the same thing I've done for. I think this is my fourth year now. I get. I answer every single fantasy question sent my way, whether it's replying to a tweet, a DM, or wherever it's at. I reply to every single one of them. Tomorrow will be a little hectic. I will try to answer as many as I can. Just work in real life is going to get in the way a little bit there. But after that, I'll be here every single Sunday to answer. It doesn't matter if you're my opponent. Doesn't matter if you're playing in a league that I've never heard of before. Give me five minutes to figure out your scoring, and I will do my best to help you out. For sure, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word. Again, I'm focusing more on my broadcasting uh, career this fall, so all you can hear me at Zaleski Sports uh, through throughout Wisconsin, ZaleskiSports.com, doing mostly high school sports, so football, volleyball, soccer. I'm covering the Amherst Falcons in central Wisconsin, one of the dynasties in football going on right now in Wisconsin. So you can find my work there as well. And of course, follow us wherever you can find your podcast platform at the Packaday Podcast, at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. Follow Andy on the YouTube channel as well. 
at, again, Pack-A-Day Podcast. And enjoy the game. Thank you for joining us today for our preview for the Packers and Saints. For Mark Eckel and for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long, enjoy the game. Remember, stay safe, always carry the G. And it's week one, so go Pack Go. (laughs) 